1: welcome everyone to uh, this episode of surveyor says this is Kurt Sumner your host today um, doing a, a remote today which is unusual for me uh, thank goodness we have Tim Birch our new executive director who is much more savvy with all these things than am I so he's he's sort of our our board guy today but uh, as I told him before we got started Tim we'd love for you to join the conversation if you wish but um, this this is a Particular podcast I've been excited about for a really long time. Um, Ron, I don't even, I have my guest today is Ron Nelms, by the way, and and we're going to talk about Ron's book that he's published. And uh, I can't remember how long ago it was that you and I began to talk about this project. It's been a while. And um, from day one, when you first told me what you were going to be doing, and I'll let you give the title here in a a moment, but I was envious uh, of the whole thing because I think probably most of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast uh, at some point in their career, whether they're old guys like me or are younger guys have given thought to, wouldn't it be really cool to tell my story because every surveyor has a story and some of them are, are different. All, maybe all of them are different from perhaps the beginnings that like the ones you and I began with Ron. But as I began to read the book, um, Every time I turned a page or went to another chapter, I was thinking, "Wow, that sounds really familiar." Uh, with with a few exceptions, of course, um, but it, it just really brought home that whole concept of what it is and what it takes to be a surveyor to begin with. Uh, I think sometimes give us people give us short shrift, if that's the right terminology. It's almost like okay, you go buy an instrument and you go to work. I mean, that's that's all you need, right? But it isn't that way at all, and and there's a lot of similarities in terms of timing and things that you went through, the jobs you did, and uh, going through a good part of it as a married guy and um, having a family and all of those kind of things. A lot of us in our age group, I'm sure, will be able to relate to that, and I know I certainly did. So it's just a, it was an excellent read for me, and one that was very exciting. So. With that, maybe you can give us give our audience a little insight, Ron, into how this whole idea came about and and even going into the process of the the obviously really short time it took you to get it done, right?
2: Okay, thank, well, first of all, thanks for letting me come on to this podcast. I'm really excited about it. I, I'm a big fan of Surveyor Says, and, and uh, so I, I kind of feel like I've arrived since i able to get on this podcast, you know? I mean beyond surveyor says is quite a quite a privilege. so i'm very excited to be here but and i i gotta say kurt thank you for all the work you've done over the years for nsps and promoting the profession and it's uh i've been kind of watching you as you go through and doing just a fantastic job and tim has some big f- shoes to fill but i think he's going to be able to hand it and i think it's in capable hands and and it's just excited about this the the, the the NSPS and what they're doing. Um, as far as as a title, I decided to put it as big, putting big sticks by little sticks, and and it's the reason for the title. I put it that way is because I'm trying to. We as surveyors go out and uh, we mark boundaries, we mark you know sewer lines or construction or whatever it is, and we write on the stick and say this is this is what I want you to do. And each stick is kind of like a story. Of where you want where you want the person to to do and and so I started thinking well uh, you know that's what our lives are we we when we reflect back in life we look back and we say well where's those sticks at and so I can line up and now you've got a picture of what you want it to be where where you're at so that's kind of what the title is one of them one of the things you always hear is say Well, here you put four sticks in the ground and you go and here's your bill. And the guy, the client says, that's a lot for four sticks, you know, (laughs) it's not a commodity, but a a service that they're getting. But um, why, I think the reason is just like you said, I I hear stories from other surveyors and it's always, you don't have enough time to tell it. You you just, you, you tell people why you're a surveyor and how you became one and it's always, quick my dad was one or I fell in love with it because I did the workout hair did that so I got to think of this as it's more than just just 15 minutes of an epiphany or something that arrives in us and we say well this is what I got to do it's it's kind of a um, chain of events that take place in our lives that how we're built we all have a gift we all have a talent whether we're surveyors or not and that's and I and the point I'm trying to make in my book is that find that passion that you love to do, and that's where you're going to what you're meant to be and what you're meant to do is you find that what you love and understand or love and what you're passionate to go for. And I just happen to find mine, and I'm I, I'm I feel fortunate, and I think a lot of surveyors do and uh, feel that way as well. So that's kind of um. Why I wrote the book? Well, one day I got a um, an idea. I was at a church, and I was telling one of our you know survey stories we have all the time about some event. They were in a field and scenes doing something, and and I don't know if he said this because he just wanted to get out the door, but he says, "Well, why don't you write a book if you want to read it later?" And so it would take time, and he just wanted to get away, or he was serious. But I took him at, at his word, and I said, "This is in 2010." And taking him at his word, I says, "Well, I'm gonna start jotting down these stories." And um, I took the took a few stories and I sent it off to an the, an editor, a friend of mine who was at, uh, who was the president of Simpson College for a number of years. He wrote for Billy Graham. He wrote a number of books himself, Dr. Uh, Mark Lee. And I says, "Hey, uh, Mark, what do you, what do you think? Is this any good or not?" And he came back and he says. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I was devastated. I was so I brooded on it for a couple of weeks, and I said, you know, I can make this make this better. He actually, he said, oh, this is okay if you want to just tell it to your kids or something. And I go, but it's not publishable. And I says, okay, well, I brooded, and I decided to go back and redo it. And uh, um, I said, so well, I'm going to make it a little better. He gave me a few points, and they sent it back. I said, what do you think now? And he says, this is a lot better. And so, series of corresponding, he agreed to edit my book. And so, I owe a lot to him on this book. It's important to have a great editor, a good editor to to keep you on your toes. And and uh, there were times when I'd say, well, we would set a blue top, and he'd go, "What is a blue top?" <laughs> and you got to explain it out. So he pulled those things out of me to have the general audience to be able to to understand it. So it's that's why I wrote this thing, and that's why i'm continuing I'm getting it out
1: there, but thank you, yeah, I think you make a really good point about the the good editor side um all of us like you said, all of us have stories and and we think they're interesting and we think they're important, and they are to our lives and what i what I found interesting about your book as much as anything else and I mentioned this in the beginning is just Looking at somebody else's experience um, we we all have those experiences and and typically they're kept inside um, and we don't share them and sometimes they're similar and sometimes they're not similar but uh, it was i don't know what the right terminology would be, but it would seem to me that being able to express what those experiences were and tell it in words that that you felt how how that how that was to you it's almost like a, a a cleansing of sorts you know you you get to put put all those stories out there and and i i can't imagine how much difficulty it might have been to bring them all back into focus again after such a long period of time i mean mean, all of us have highlights in our career oh i remember when i did that or you know the time i uh, got hit on the eyeball because we were throwing persimmons at each other on a job and I forgot to close my eyes or, you know, that kind of, that actually happened to me, by the way, I was blind for a few days. Uh, but just all of those kind of things that have happened and, and we, they're interesting to us. And it's sort of, like I said, it's almost like a cleansing that we have of, Hey, here's all the things that have gone on and, um, then to come around and get it actually published and, I think you're gonna you're gonna do really well with people wanting to read this book, even if they're not surveyors, um, because it's a life story, and and mm-hmm. people really like to to listen to life stories. I think, um, and and a lot of those descriptions you made about when you were out working, I don't know if it was the Forest Service or but you doing work in some of the forest and those kind of things. A lot of those were, hit home with me in particular, and. Uh, so I'm just I'm really thrilled that that it's out there now. And one of the reasons Tim and I wanted to do this was to make sure that everybody who has an opportunity to listen to Surveyor Says is aware that it exists. Um, and then that's going to spread to other people once once people uh, listen to Surveyor Says this this podcast. So uh, that's really important, I think. And, and I really do hope that it inspires other people to do the same
2: thing. Yeah. Well, it, it, I agree with you, Kurt. It, it, the book is very, ther- and for me, it's therapeutic. And if nobody ever reads it, at least I got it out there. And sometimes, you know, we write stuff down and we think certain things. And then when we put it down in words and it, we go, well, that's kind of a silly thought. You know? <laughs> and so it's kind of like, and so you rethink it and you know you have it in your head of what you're thinking or you think you're thinking but when that gets in words and you got it down you get to you look at it and you go well that's not what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say this and then you find the right word phrase that hits home and it's just it is it is cleansing it is very good so
1: yeah and, and i think it helps people understand who you are you know who you're you're obviously a surveyor you're 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 ron you're you're all so you're a family guy you're all these all these different things and and it's just helps people identify i think and um so we're really excited like i said to be able to to work with it i I don't know if there are any particular things about the what's in the book that were special to you whether there are some of those family issues going along and, and all those kind of things and obviously surveyors Talk about what we do as surveyors, but there's so many other things that influence
2: mm-hmm.
1: who we are and and why. Even even as a surveyor, we have these personal things that happen to us too. And for you to, to be able to share those in in such a straightforward way, I I was very impressed with that. And um, I I don't know if that was your your uh, purpose uh, or one of your purposes in doing it, but it really came home to me.
2: Yeah, well, one of the things that you know I I try to be we have all mentors. I just put it this way, and and we have mentors in life that come through, and they don't even know they're being mentors. And and I think that's true with us, with you know ourselves, is that we're mentoring people we don't even realize it. Whether you know, if you're you're teaching somebody to be a, a rodman, or being a rodman to be a surveyor, you don't think about it. But that's kind of the things I'm trying to point out is there's people all along in life that kind of Not necessarily say this is what you should do, but they teach us the right direction. You know, I speak a little bit about my mom and dad's accident. And that that was really kind of a focal point in in my life of understanding and seeing my dad who was just realized the things that he had done and took ownership of it. And so that's I learned something about ownership from him in that that what I do, I, I need to own it and you know going through you know my wrestling coach as well i i can't speak highly enough for that for that man who who really taught me about how to compete and how to how to live life and watch life not just on a, a wrestling map but also off on the, in real life situations so all through i had had you know we all have that and i don't think i'm just the only one i think if people reflect they'll look and see and look back on who these people were, teachers, coaches, you know, party chiefs or or just employers or fellow workers, you know, and uh, we need to realize that they're there for a reason, I think. Yeah, who
1: who in the serving profession doesn't remember their first party chief? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah, i remember mine yeah (laughs) you think back on your experiences and i think the thought that comes to your mind is oh my gosh what are the guys who i was their first party chief are going to be thinking maybe they shouldn't write
2: any books (laughs) yeah exactly well you know i I have a gentleman that works for me and we we go way back and and uh, he's my party chief here in my my business and and we talked about it we have some younger people working with us and we're tip sharing stories about the old days, and and I and I would tell the younger ones, I said, you know, one day you're gonna be telling this, these type of stories, and you're gonna have youngsters that are gonna be looking at you going, yeah, you know, do with the same type of, so you're gonna be there one day, so, with these strange stories.
1: Yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point, Ron, and that is experiences, because in our age group, there's been such a a, a transition in how things have been done, you know, when when I first started, we were kind of working like people did 100 years before us, almost maybe not quite 100 years. And then in the short period of time, if you will, that that I've been in the profession and you've been in the profession, it's just not even like the same thing almost in terms of gathering data and and all that kind of thing, even research and the the way we had to do it. And so um, again, I think the book will help people understand that better, but. That doesn't mean that because the the circumstance that people like us went through have changed, the people that are in, in that situation now are going to have those same kind of memories so we we hope that that more people will, like I said before will follow on and and tell that story um as it goes forward and and i and I think there will be some of the you you might hear something from somebody who's just gotten into surveying and they're gonna write something that sounds almost exactly like the experience you had. 40 years ago or whatever. Uh, but, but I'm just, like I said, it's just a, just a great topic and, and a great family story, a great story about being a surveyor. Um, and, and I'm, I'm highly recommending that anybody who has the opportunity read the book and, and, and read the whole darn thing. Don't, you know, because we sometimes we hit a patch when we're reading something Oh, uh, and, you know, that kind of thing. You read it all because that's that's what brings it together is, is reading the whole thing, I believe, and getting from point A to point B and all the twists and turns along the way. Um, so I would I would encourage people to buy the book, read the book and make sure you read every page.
2: Well, well, thanks, Kurt. I appreciate that. And I hope they do. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully they do bring back memories of what they you know were in the old days. and then also to teach uh, show the youngers as Tim and I were talking uh, before we came on about remember the days when we actually set up an instrument and turned angles. You know, it, it, we had to double them or tr- uh, four times or eight times. And, and today we're with, with the new technology. Uh, that's not that's I think it's becoming a lost art, you know, but but it was kind of a at the end of turning an angle and you turn it eight times and it means out and you just like, yes, I got it. You know, it's like a minor victory each time you turn it. So I think there's something in each each time when that distance hits and your know, calculations come together in like a, an old style in an old type of way i think it's very rewarding and today it's well the, the gps that these points line up it's there's something a little bit lost today uh, with it i think um there than then the, what i was used to growing uh starting out yeah I,
1: I, that that reminds me of something that that i say all the time and people get tired of hearing it, but. Um And that's the difference between precision and accuracy. Um, You know, because we measure precisely, we tend to believe what we have and maybe we don't check to make sure that it's actually accurate as well as precise. And and reading these kind of stories, I think, can maybe help people understand that a little bit better and not just accept whatever you happen to be given by whatever technology happens to be in vogue at the time. Um, And and I think this is a good reminder of that. so I don't know, Tim, you're, you're the young guy in the group. I'd um, <laughs> love, to, love to hear from you. I know you probably haven't had time to read the book yet, but certainly you get the gist of this. And so it'd be good to to hear your thoughts or maybe questions you may have for Ron.
0: Well, actually, I've got just, a, just really more of a comment that, um, you know, if somebody really wanted to, I mean, somebody could sit down and write a surveying book. You know, technically, a novel, a fictional novel, and make it, you know, bold and brawny and this and whatever. Except, you know, here we go. Ron's book is more than just a surveying book. It's a book about life, and it's a book a book about travels and getting through your point, your your places, your stations in your career, and the family aspects and various things. That's. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking forward to reading it because. Um. I can appreciate where that's trying to, to to take the reader. And it's a great thought um, because there is so much that you can learn through life, um, through everyday life, through a great career like surveying. Um, but I don't know that everybody out there truly pays attention to that anymore, uh, to be honest with you. And I, you know, just, you know, Listening to you two reminisce, um, yes, it's it, it, it's making me reflect on a lot of great memories myself. So um, I, I, I applaud you, Ron, for putting this together because uh, it's, it, you're right, it isn't it isn't just a surveying novel story. It is, it's a book about life. And uh like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it.
2: That's why i tried to reflect it and make it more not just about the surveyors We're more than just number crunchers and and uh, standing out in the middle of the street taking pictures or whatever they think we're doing and and try to show that we're real life that we're we're human beings we we, we tend to be a little ocd sometimes and analytical but there's that's why you know that's why we migrate this way and and uh, but also say there's a, a human element involved with it, but tried to be as sincere as I could with it and be open about it. And, uh, and uh, just, and try to tell the truth through the whole, through it all to just, so maybe somebody could pick up on it and feel better, you know, maybe they could do, you know, maybe I'd mentor them through a book or something, you know, who knows? So, <laughs> yeah. and, and the other thing is too, as I, as I was growing up, you know, I, we, we sometimes think, well, what did my grandpa, I know my grandpa, my grandparents, and but what did they go through um, and how, how did they come through? But one of the things that inspired me also to write a book is there's a book out called Little Heathens. And I was talking about the lady, um, and I highly was recommend it? She's was in her eighties or was, and I read it 10, 12 years ago. And she talked about growing up in the depression. And how they had to scrape the, the, they were taking eggs and they were scraping the whites off the eggs. But how much fun they were having, even as growing up in the the Great Depression in the late 30s or in the 30s and going through it. And and they were very interesting stories. And I thought, well, that's what it was like. Life was like in some Midwestern town growing up. So, uh, you know, do the same sort of things growing up in the 60s and the 70s. what it was, what it's like to be in that, that time period with everything else going on, you know, uh, from you know the drugs and all and everything else and uh, Vietnam and what it was like just from that point. I didn't expound on those things as much, but just to show that it was at that at that era, at that time, and what we did. Yeah,
1: absolutely true, and and that that makes a great point that all of those things are influence who we become, obviously. Um, and and so to get them out there and maybe have people think about it. And as you were talking there, I was going through my mind from the early 50s through about the early 70s when I was growing up. I was born in the late 40s, but um, yeah, you think about all those things and uh, you reflect on them and you think how stupid you were a lot of the times. But it all all of it made you who you are today. And that's that's a good message yeah it's
2: you gotta you get your come up and sometimes and and that's that's what we the good the bad and the ugly and and it just that's what makes us that
1: so true i don't know tim if you have any other questions or comments or ron if you would like to have a parting shot so to speak before we uh, sign off then feel free to do so
0: well hey ron why why don't you give us a little bit of uh some information about the book and where people are going to be able to find it, we'll put we're going to put links uh, in our in our social media posts. But uh, tell us how someone can go about uh, finding this book.
2: Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, you can go to BookBaby, uh, BookBaby.com, um, and uh, you look at uh, it's uh, my BookBaby is a publisher. They want people to publish self-publish. So there you'll see when you see the website, it'll come up about publishing. But if you go to the bookshop and you go to that bookshop area and you just google or not google but you put uh type in uh putting big sticks by little sticks or put my name it'll pop up and uh, it's also on amazon and and barnes and noble you can get it there um i prefer you to go to book baby because they're, they're the publisher and but um but that's where i would advise you to go is book baby
0: you got it. We'll put, yeah, we'll put those links. along with that and yeah, yeah, not the we're not telling people not to support the Amazon monster, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> going through the publishers always that that, uh, that, that, that drives it home a little bit, a uh, little bit more worthwhile. So.
2: Yeah. You have to support my publisher, right? <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I tell you, this has been, a, I've been great sitting here listening to you guys and, uh, I. Ron, I I appreciate you A taking the time to to write something so significant and uh and, and B sharing it with us. Uh I, I I appreciate you coming on here. I know Kurt does too. And uh it's it's been a pleasure to hear this and uh would we'd like to leave the door open to have to come back and maybe talk about a story or two down the road sometime. You,
2: you bet. Anytime. Anytime, gentlemen.
0: Well, anything else, Kurt? I think that'll wrap it up for this week.
2: No, uh, for once or tw-
1: maybe twice other times in my life, I've run out of anything to say, I guess. so.
0: <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, that'll do it. That'll do it for us here on on Surveyor Says. we got more great shows coming up, so stay tuned and subscribe, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.